Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Tuesday, September 5th. Hope you guys had a nice long holiday weekend. 5.27 a.m. Central Time. December corn futures down a quarter cent at 4.81 and a quarter. November soybeans down five and a quarter at 13.64. December Chicago wheat up one and a half at 597. December Kansas City wheat down three at 719 and three quarters. December spring wheat up two at 761 and three quarters. We've actually got some rain on the radar uh, this morning. Yeah, so rain fell over parts of North Dakota and South Dakota early this morning. The system will bring some rain to Minnesota and Wisconsin by tomorrow and into Thursday. The models are conflicted regarding rains over over northern areas of the Mississippi River Valley. The Euro is perhaps the most aggressive with the rain, while the GFS is drier by comparison. Temperatures across the Corn Belt should moderate by Friday after another two days of heat. Heat will continue, however, in the Southern Plains, Mid-South and Southeast. So it was a hot weekend in a lot of places, and um, you're gonna see this heat persist for another day or two, but it's not going away uh, the way that it looks in the Southern Plains, like you're, uh, say Kansas, Oklahoma, into Texas, uh, the Mid-South, the Southeast, uh, should be hot uh, even through this week, the way that it looks. The um, conflict in the weather models is interesting because we're looking at this river situation. We're going to get to that in a second. But the Euro is calling for quite a bit more rain over these northern river valley areas like the uh, Minnesota-Wisconsin border in particular. So it'll be interesting to see if this rain if this, uh, for, this rain that's on the radar this morning, is this going to make its way all the way to the um, Minnesota-Wisconsin border and provide some relief uh, to this river situation. That's, I guess, maybe one of the uh, weather questions moving forward here. So as you mentioned, uh, the Mississippi River barge rates have surged. Due to below average rainfall, water levels on the river have been dropping since June. As a result, barge spot rates in St. Louis as of August 29th climbed to $23.34 per ton. That's up 49% compared to the prior week. Rates are up 42% over last year and up 85% compared to the past three-year average. The situation is a repeat of last year um, when low water levels stranded more than 2,000 barges. Um, this could be a repeat of last year. So as of this morning um, at Memphis, the river is five and a half feet below uh, an agreed upon normal level. Uh, it could get down that the projection right now from the Army Corps is that you'll be like eight feet below normal. Uh, maybe a week from now. And I think last year we bottomed out about 10 feet below normal. So this is a um, uh, a big deal for a lot of different reasons. I mean, for interior basis levels, uh, for export demand, uh, grain movement down the river, fertilizer movement up the river. So a lot's going to hinge on, you know, do we see a return to a wetter pattern or not? As it relates to the corn market, some might even argue that if it rains, that's almost a friendly factor for the corn market now because you're to the point where the crop is mostly made and the rain's not going to be a huge deal one way or the other. And I know people will debate about that, but if it does rain and the river improves, it could mean improved demand. So kind of a, a backward situation in regard to weather, but this river thing is going to be one of the uh, hot topics uh, here for a while, as, as long as these low levels persist. So if you guys are not already uh, subscribed to our premium content, you need to do so. Joe, can you tell me about a couple videos you put together last week? 
Two videos late last week you guys should check out. The first one was on Thursday. This was a mailbag video. These mailbag videos, I take uh, questions from subscribers. It's usually eight or nine questions that are all grain marketing related, generally speaking, real world grain marketing type stuff. One of the questions in this video is this. I'm a new grain marketer. I just started marketing grain. Do I need to use options? Um, I answered that question uh, the best way that I could. And then Friday, we did Social Media Circus, which has uh, become the most popular in our video lineup of uh, premium content. We run through Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, all the comments that we get and address them. Um, there's it, It's funny, it's entertaining, but there's some educational stuff in there too. Matt Bennett joined us for this one on uh, Friday last week. If you guys want to see the premium stuff, go to standardgrain.com. You can sign up this morning. If you sign up this morning, I'll forward you over a copy of this morning's email. It's got the six most recent premium videos along with the normal daily stuff, charts, weather maps, all that stuff. Uh, 50 bucks per month. Cancel at any time. No other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else. Just a ton of info direct from us every single business day, guys. Brazil's first corn crop is ahead of schedule. As of last Thursday, 13% of Brazil's first corn crop for the 23-24 season had been planted. That's up 5% from the previous week. Last year at this time, 9% of the crop had been planted. Brazilian farmers have harvested 88% of their second corn crop for the current season. Compared to the previous week, harvest is up 5%. And last year at this time, 98% of the crop had been harvested. South American growing season creeps up on you pretty fast. Um, pretty soon we'll be talking about soybean planting and uh, all sorts of stuff going on in Brazil. They had a ton of rain in southern Brazil over the weekend. This southernmost state of uh, Rio Grande do Sul, they caught like anywhere from four inches. There were some areas that caught 11 inches of rain over the weekend. And that's a big deal for uh, wheat uh, they're getting close to the end of the winter wheat growing season in Brazil. And also for this first corn crop, um, I don't think it's going to have much of a market impact necessarily. But uh, this southernmost state of Brazil accounts for, I believe, 18% of the country's first corn crop. So it's not a market mover. That first corn crop is only like 26, 27% of total production. And it's it's not the export crop. The second crop is, is the export crop. But uh, certainly some interesting weather type stuff going on in Brazil. USDA reported a flash sale of U.S. soybeans on Friday. U.S. exporters sold 7 million bushels of soybeans to unknown destinations for delivery during the current marketing year. As with other recent flash sales, the sale is regarded as routine business. Yeah, at risk of sounding like a broken record, this is just routine stuff that we do normally. Um, new crop soybean sales out of the United States are, I guess for the current marketing year now, um, are down 27% versus last year. We're running a 7.6 million metric ton deficit. So uh, to eat in to that deficit of 7.6 million, these 198,000 metric ton sales are uh, not enough right now. We're pretty close to being competitive versus Brazil. And maybe when US beans are harvested, uh, they'll be a little bit more attractive uh, just for a moment. But um, uh, we're kind of back and forth in terms of competitiveness with Brazil right now. Large money managers have trimmed their net short position in the corn market. CFTC released weekly commitment of traders data on Friday. During the week ending August 29th, the funds were net buyers of 30,000 contracts of corn. They were net buyers of 31,000 contracts of soybeans. The funds were net sellers of 4,000 contracts of SRW wheat for the week. In real time, this uh, soybean position, net long 85,000. As of Friday's close, it was probably closer to like 70,000. But the theme remains the same. The funds have 
uh, rather substantial net short positions in the corn and SRW wheat markets, uh, kind of a modest net long in the soybean market. That's been the case uh, for a while now. Following talks with Vladimir Putin on Monday, Turkey's president, Tayyip Erdogan, uh, believes the Black Sea grain deal may soon be restored. Erdogan said Russia's expectations are well known and any flaws in the deal need to be fixed. He also stated that Ukraine needs to soften its negotiating position against Russia to reach an agreement. In response, Ukraine said they're not going to do such thing. Putin once again said Moscow will rejoin the deal if the West stops hindering Russian agricultural products from reaching global markets. Okay, so Reuters printed like the optimistic headline. There were some other ed- headlines that read like Erdogan failed to pursue Putin to re-enter a grain deal. So I don't know. I mean, I suppose it's a positive that they're talking. I don't think the markets really care about this at all. I mean, you look at wheat futures, they posted fresh lows for the calendar year last week. Uh, not any reaction to any of this this morning. Uh, pretty lackluster trade. What did the cattle market do last week? So to end the week on Friday, feeder cattle futures closed an average of a buck twenty-six lower. Live cattle futures closed an average of forty-one cents lower. Cash cattle trade was softer last week. The North saw moderate trade volumes at one eighty-two to one eighty-four, which was down about two dollars. Down in the South, they saw moderate trade at one seventy-eight to one seventy-nine, which was steady to one dollar lower. Box beef prices closed lower on the week. Choice box beef closed Friday at 314.49, which was down 341 for the week. Select ended the day on Friday at 290.29. That was down 238 for the week. U.S. dollars a little bit higher this morning. Stocks are off just fractionally. Uh, bonds off just marginally. Crude oil is down 34 cents in the October WTI at 85.21. Everybody have a great day today. We'll talk to you on Wednesday.